Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It's May 23rd, 2023. And I don't know why we put that cold open in today. We've been sitting on it for a while. And I thought Nancy Pelosi, nuclear explosion. It's Tuesday. Why not? We're live streaming on Rumble, YouTube and Locals. If you haven't joined us yet on Locals, what in God's name are you waiting for? For just a few dollars a month, you can chat with me and other viewers. You can share your thoughts about life and much more. Ruben Report. .locals.com. And I'm very excited for the program today because the machine is in flux. It's freaking out. And when the machine freaks out, what usually happens? They try to find an identity group, generally the blacks and or the gays, and they try to scare the hell out of them because whitey's coming for them or at least that's what they would like them to believe. Uh, as you probably saw, it was happening, I think, as we were doing our live stream yesterday, uh, South Carolina uh, Senator Tim Scott, who's been on the show, I think he's a good dude, uh, he announced that he is running for president, jumping in a, a, what I would say is becoming a pretty crowded field of, of fairly decent Republicans, whether you like them all or not, agree with them all or not. It's a, it's a group of people who have every right to be running with decent resumes, and the rest of it. So he is in, now he happens to be a black Republican and he is about to find out, although he knows it quite well from the last 20 years of his career, what the machine and the lefties and the tolerant diversity people do when they find a black Republican. Hint, hint, they don't treat them particularly well. This has happened with Ice Cube, with Larry Elder, Brittany Griner's finding out about it now, Byron Donalds, congressman down here in Florida, uh, Candace Owens, and, and obviously many, many other people. Thomas Sowell's probably the, at the apex of that uh, situation right there. Uh, so we're gonna talk a bit about how uh, the left, the machine, the media, they want to keep certain people oppressed or at least with the perception of oppression so that they can keep handing them, handing things out to them so that they will only vote one way. But there's another option, people. There really is. And it's starting to come together. Before we get to all that, let me talk to you about Phoenix Capital. You know, with banks collapsing and the turbulent state of the stock markets, millions of Americans have watched their retirement savings disappear. I want to share with you a unique investment opportunity that's not only protecting retirement savings, but investors are seeing consistent yields and growth. Phoenix Capital Group is offering high-value U.S. oil and gas investments through their corporate bonds. It's a way for people to invest in energy assets and diversify their portfolio. Yields range from 8% to 12% APY, uh, paid monthly with different qualifications and maturity dates. Phoenix Capital Group is a tech-led energy company owning in some of the most lucrative basins across America. Investor capital, along with their own capital, goes towards cash flow positive oil and gas projects. They had the choice of offering significantly lower interest rate and paying the difference to middlemen, but decided to break the mold and bring stronger invest investments directly to investors like you. Uh, these eight to 12% APY corporate bonds are higher than CDs or annuities, often more than double the typical yield. So if you're looking for an alternative investment with sizable yields and monthly payment options, I recommend you check out Phoenix Capital Group's bond offerings. To learn more, download their free investor guide at phxonrubin.com, phxonrubin.com. Tell them Dave sent you, and now back to me. All right, so I believe, and I believe it, I've believed it for quite some time, that the stranglehold that the Democrats, the liberal media, the corporate press, the cultural tastemakers, that the stranglehold that it has had on the black community has been one of the most dangerous things that we've had in America for quite some time. I think to Donald Trump's credit, he did a nice job breaking through 
some of that nonsense. He exposed a lot of how this whole thing works and how it has very little to do with doing anything good for the black community, but just keeping them as a monolithic voting segment for the Democrats. The most famous moment of that, of course, was during Donald Trump's, I believe it was his second uh, State of the Union when he talked about all-time low black and Hispanic unemployment and the Congressional Black Caucus sat there like this. AOC, if I'm not mistaken, didn't even show up to the speech. Uh, so what it seems to me is that the Democrats want to keep black people thinking that they are oppressed. Again, that's perceived oppression, not real oppression. There are no laws that stop anyone, regardless of skin color, from doing anything in this country. You've got every opportunity to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I know they hate that phrase, but it's true. And do whatever you want in life. And some people start out with a little bit more and some people start off with a little bit less. It's just how it is. Anyway, uh, over the last couple of years, thanks to, I think, people like Candace Owens, like Larry Elder, Thomas Sowell before them, et cetera, et cetera. And now a whole bunch of cultural tastemakers too, Hollywood people and, and rappers. Uh, the stranglehold does seem to be breaking a little bit. Uh, check this out. This is Ice Cube. I don't know if that's his given name, but this is Ice Cube, who is a rapper on the Full Send podcast telling the Nelk boys how about, about how the Republicans have been more receptive to his ideas over the last couple of years rather than the Democrats. One more thing I wanted to ask about was um, like in the 2020 when you kind of supported Trump and stuff like that. What, what did you think about like, because you're Hollywood, you know, there's a lot of like propaganda and stuff like that. What was that like getting flack for that? I mean, I never supported Trump or Biden. I never asked to speak to the Republicans or the Democrats. I created a document called The Contract with Black America that spelled out a lot of different issues that we believe were the reason why it was so much unrest after George Floyd was killed. Um, the Republicans asked, could they implement some things from the contract in the, into their proposal? And I said, the document was open for anybody to use in any way they desire. Okay, first off, I'm told that Ice Cube's real name is O'Shea Jackson. That's just a little bonus for some of you out there. Uh, but okay, we've got something interesting here. Now, Ice Cube, I, I don't know everything about Ice Cube. I'm sure I have major differences with Ice Cube. None of that really matters. He's obviously influential in a certain set of society. And when the cities were burning in that summer of love and the BLM riots and George Floyd and all that. He comes up with what he called the contract with black America. Now, I don't know every detail in that thing, but let's go out on a limb and say that there were some legitimate ideas. Uh, he had some list of grievances, perhaps some solutions, and he brought it to the Republicans. And the Republicans were basically like, hey, this is, this is kind of interesting. Let's see what we can do with that. And we know, by the way, that under Trump, the Republicans were doing a bunch of things which led to that all-time low black unemployment and black business ownership going up and things related to incarceration and a whole bunch more. So that's, that's interesting and it goes against the narrative, right? Now listen to this. Uh, they asked him about uh, how the Democrats responded to that very same document. I met with the Democrats. The Democrats said, we like 90% of what's in there and we'll talk to you after the election about it. There's like a stigma amongst like the Afri African-American community to like Republicans and stuff like that. I don't know what's going on in the African-American community when it comes to that. You know what I mean? Like, black people have supported Democrats, you know, uh, overwhelmingly for mm -hmm. 50, 60 years. And, and nothing has changed. So something's got to change. Okay, so it's pretty interesting. He's right. Black people have overwhelmingly supported the Democrat Party. And the Democrat Party has done things like welfare and handouts and all of these things, which you guys know, you've watched this show enough, you've watched enough uh, interviews with Thomas Sowell, et cetera, that these are the programs that keep people in perpetual poverty. And not only that, but intergenerational poverty, right? So if you're, at, if you're getting subsidized housing in a building that the apartments should be going for 3,000 bucks, but because of the color of your skin, you get it for $400, you might not want to get out of that. And then you might also take 
the other benefits and the food stamps and things of that nature. By the way, that has nothing to do with skin color. You're getting it because of skin color, but it's the human condition. Oh, you're going to give me a whole bunch of stuff because of my skin color and I'm not going to have to work as hard whether you're black or white or anything else, an awful lot of people would accept that. So that is the danger. It is the well-intentioned, although I don't think it's well-intentioned anymore, uh, it is the well-intentioned, liberal, guilty Democrat that has led to so much of this. So he's right, Ice Cube. We know that the black community basically votes over 90% every election for the Democrats. And then seemingly things get worse, right? So you might want to put on a little pressure. You might want to think about it a little bit differently. You might want to realize that skin color is not the most important thing at all. And that in a society that has individual rights, no law is stopping anyone from doing anything related to their skin color or sexuality or anything else. You might just want to get out there and not ask the government for anything. You might want to listen to Ronald Reagan and know that the government is the most dangerous thing out there. Uh, but we are going to unpack this much more because there was because it's really getting nutty related to Florida because now they fear DeSantis and they're trying to make this place seem like the, the racist capital of the world, which is just patently ridiculous. But let's talk about Moink Box real quick and then we'll get back to it. You guys know that 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company owned by the Chinese and their hogs are given something called ractopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, including China, yet you find it in your grocery aisle every day. Well, guys, there's a better way. I want to tell you about Moink, that is moo plus oink. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. You choose the meat delivered in every box, like ribeyes, chicken breasts, pork chops, to salmon fillets, and much more. Plus, you can cancel any time. There's nothing better than cooking their meats on my big green egg on a Friday evening. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted, and they guarantee you'll say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got Moink. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Ruben right now, and listeners of this show get free filet mignon in every order for a year. That's one of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time, M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Ruben, moinkbox.com slash Ruben, and now back to me. Okay, so... Why is it that a guy like Ice Cube, unrelated to Ice-T, have they ever worked together? Has Ice Cube and Ice-T ever worked together? You do not know. Phoenix has no idea. You like that Frank Sinatra too, don't you? Anyway, uh, whether Ice Cube and Ice-T have worked together or not, why is Ice Cube saying this? Why is Ice Cube saying what, what most of us know? The handout thing doesn't work. Democrats are using black people. They're using gay people. They're using minorities. And it's been going on for a long time. Time. Well, I thought we'd flash back for a moment. This is a couple years back, uh, but it's a, it's a great, great moment uh, from the Democrat debates. Remember when Joe Biden was running against Gay Pete and Kamala Harris and that crazy socialist and that other nutbag and the other guy and the idiot? Remember that? Uh, there was this great moment when Tulsi Gabbard really smacked down Kamala Harris for what she was doing as attorney general in California related to black and brown people. And this is particularly interesting, of course, because Kamala, I guess she's black. She also says she celebrates Kwanzaa. She knows that Ukraine is small and Russia is big. And she's also always pretending that she's out there, like all Democrats, helping black people. Tulsi wasn't having it. I want to bring the conversation back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacting black and brown people all across this country today. Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. Thank you, Congresswoman. Uh, Senator Harris, your response. The bottom line is, Senator Harris, when you were in a position to make a difference and an impact in these people's lives, you did not. 
Okay, so these are issues that we're told the black community cares about, right? Like incarcerating people unfairly, uh, keeping them in prison once they're there for cheap labor, et cetera, et cetera. And Kamala was deeply tied to this when she was in California. And putting aside all the issues for just a second, like when you watch that split screen, man, just think about how different everything could be right now. Had the Democrats done the right thing and not gone completely bananas left off the reservation, Imagine if Joe Biden or whoever's in charge of Joe Biden had chosen Tulsi as the VP and she was the VP right now, moderating the party, not going all in on identity politics, saying something that's roughly true, having half a brain cell, et cetera, et cetera. How different that would be than what they chose, which was Kamala Harris. Uh, but you guys get it. The, this, the Democrats have been doing this for a long, long time. So we thought we'd flash you back to something that uh, some might argue is not my proudest moment but some might argue is my proudest moment. I often describe it as my best and worst career moment at the exact same time. This is seven years ago when I was still a lefty. I was a Democrat. I was a Bernie supporter and I had noted black conservative Larry Elder on my show and we started talking about systemic racism. This has now been clipped a gajillion times and seen by billions of people. Black conservative destroys white libtard. Not so fun when you're that white libtard. Uh, here is Larry Elder explaining how the Democrats use racism to garner the black vote. Tell me what you think the most systemic racist issue is. What is it? Well, I would say that because black people in most cases, in many cases, were descendants of slaves, that racism as a as an institution, that it just, a certain amount of it just exists. I, 2015? It, that give me the most blatant racist example you can come up with right now. Um, I think you could probably find evidence that in general, cops yeah, yeah. are th that cops are more willing to shoot if the uh, perpetrator is black. What's your data than white? What's your basis for saying that? L last year, well, look, I know a lot of people would say, "Look what's going on in Chicago." I, I, right? I know what they would say. Yeah. I'm talking about what the facts are. 965 people were shot by cops last uh, last year and killed. Four percent of them were white cops shooting unarmed blacks. In, in Chicago in 2011, 21 people were shot and killed by cops. Uh, in 2015, there were seven. Uh, in Chicago, which is a third black, a third white, and a third Hispanic, 70% of the homicides are black on black. Uh, about 40 per month, almost 500 uh, in the year, per year, last year in Chicago, and 75% of them are unsolved. Where is the Black Lives Matter on that? The idea that a racist white cop uh, and shooting unarmed black people is a peril to black people is BS. It's yeah. complete and total BS. There's where you would say that this is purely because of social justice. This Pure, is purely because, because they want ultimately for people to be angry enough to just keep voting Democrat. That's right. That, and that and where's, where's the evidence of a lack of social justice? You know, it's funny, I have to say, no matter how many times I've seen that clip or people mention that clip to me, which happens multiple times a week when people see me plays, I saw you with Larry Elder, he really smacked you down. It's like, I feel this odd sense of like, there's a real pride there because right, that was my wake up moment. And then there's a certain shame there because I wasn't prepared. Uh, what I'm really proud about more than anything else is that Larry and I, for the last seven years, I'm very proud to call him a good friend who then I've been on this adventure with. But the reason I show you that is, you must understand, they pretend they care about black people, uh, but then when a black person goes out there and says something they disagree with, say a Larry Elder, a Candace Owens, a Thomas Sowell, et cetera, et cetera, uh, what do they do? Well, you might remember this, LA Times, this was when Larry Elder decided to run for governor against evil lizard person Gavin Newsom. Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy you've been warned. So this is exactly what they do. You may also remember the video, we're not even going to bother showing it to you now, of when Larry Elder was campaigning in Venice, Venice, California, you know, right outside of LA, right by the water over there on Mal in Malibu. And uh, Venice has been completely overrun by drugs and homeless people and everything else. He's out there talking about how you can fix some of these things. And a white leftist in a monkey costume threw something at him. Somehow you didn't see that on CNN and MSNBC and everything else. So the question really is, so why do black Americans vote for Democrats? There's a whole cultural machine behind it. And they have just tricked these people. Well, number one, they bribe them with fairy tale policies. Here is Representative Cori Bush. She is a member of the squad. And with all the things that are, uh, let's say, problematic in the world today, what does she want for black people most? Cold, hard cash. United States has a moral and legal obligation to provide reparations for the enslavement of Africans. Black people in our country 
cannot wait any longer for our government to begin a, a addressing each and every one of the extraordinary bits of harm, all of the harm it has caused since the founding. Yeah, sorry, lady. No, you're not getting reparations, not from me and not from anybody else, including California Governor Gavin Newsom, who's been promising them uh, the entire time. We'll get to that in just a second. But this, this concept of reparations that people that have nothing to do with slavery, no one in my family ever owned slaves, okay? And even if they did, that would not be my fault, right? You are not guilty for your father or grandfather or great-grandfather's sins. If you wanna perpetuate racism, you could punish white people today, take money from white people and give it to black people who did not suffer from slavery. If you wanna perpetuate racism, which actually is what they wanna do, um, but to take money from someone who has nothing to do with what you perceive to be the problem generations ago uh, is, it's sort of racist in and of itself and it just simply doesn't work. And it also just doesn't show you anything about, about human nature. But here's a little interesting video about human nature. This was making the rounds as people have been talking about reparations again. We found, you know, people always say to me, Dave, you always say these good things about Florida. You never say anything about Florida that's negative. Can't you find someone in Florida who's not making sense and put them on the program? And then the, this morning, Phoenix said, Dave, you should watch this video. Here's a uh, hearing that they had in Tampa, Florida over the last couple of days. Uh, where a, uh, they were talking about reparations and they were letting people come up and explain why they should get reparations and exactly how much they should get. Here's uh, one such gentleman. All this nonsense, homelessness, and all this other garbage y'all talk about, police violence and all this stuff, don't nobody care about that. Don't nobody real care about that. We care about our reparations and we have to put white people on notice that we want our reparations that our four parents and us, we didn't work for free and underpaid and all this nonsense, and the white folks get away with it, and they talk about the great city they're building. No, we want our reparations, $3 million per person. $3 million per person right here in this city. That's the only thing black people got to care about. All this other little nonsense y'all talk about, we do not care about. Guys, we're not gonna talk about the nonsense like, you know, homelessness and our cities decaying and everything else. We want three million in cash. I like how he just came up with that number. Was that based on anything? But it's, it's such a misunderstanding. Look, I don't need to make it about this one guy. I think he's an example of how people's priorities have been bungled. Like, if you wanna help this guy's life, like let's say this guy lives, I'm assuming he lives in Tampa. This was a Tampa-related event. So if, if there's an area of Tampa, let's say, that is economically depressed, that he would like to be fixed up a little bit or they'd like less crime or whatever. There are ways to go about doing that. You could actually do things like cut taxes, which would then invite new businesses to come in. Uh, at the same time, you know, you can't get upset when a Starbucks comes in. This is one of the bigger problems. You know, like a Starbucks will go to Harlem and people say they're gentrifying. And it's like, no, you should want Starbucks to be there because once Starbucks is there, you get another store and another store and another store. That's sort of a whole separate issue. But the, the point is they've confused people so that they're not upset about the actual things going in and on in their life and in their community right at this very moment, like crime and drugs and homelessness and all that. They just want the cash. And again, it's a fundamental misunderstanding of human psychology. If you think, if you give to that man and everyone else, you give them $1 million, $2 million, $3 million, it doesn't matter that then it's gonna wrap it up. Oh, okay, we're good to go. We signed off on the document, guys. No more racism and generations behind us, they'll, uh, they'll be cool with this. No, the generations behind them will call them sellouts because they didn't get enough cash. That's how this thing works. But the point is the promises of reparation that the Democrats have been offering for so long are complete and utter BS. So evil lizard person, and, and I always say it, it's important to reiterate, I believe Gavin Newsom is actually an evil, cold-blooded reptilian alien wearing a human outfit. Uh, he has been pushing for reparations forever. Then he wins re-election and they bring him the docs and they're like, all right, we're gonna give about a million and a half to each uh, black person here. And of course, now he doesn't wanna do it. We've got some info from the Daily Wire. California Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom praised the work. <laughs> he praised the work of his state's appointed reparations task force, which he said had done important work to advance systemic changes, but stopped short of endorsing its recommendation for cash payouts of up to 1.2 million. 
Newsom, who appointed five of the nine members of the task force, told Fox News Digital on Tuesday that finding a way to address the legacy left behind the institution of slavery was a complicated issue that was about more, much more than cash payments. According to a report from the New York Post, the total reparations bill could land in the neighborhood of 800 billion, more than doubling California's annual budget. Look, I just want to go on the record as a former Californian that California should do it. And I think every black person that wants to move to California and cash in on these $1.2 million checks should push Gavin Newsom to do it. I also want to reiterate, it's very important to say, Gavin Newsom is a racist buffoon for not doing this, uh, and he should feel the wrath of the leftist activists. Uh, now, how about uh, a black Republican who doesn't seem to uh, care about this nonsense and cares about working hard and education and getting ahead and everything else. And his life is a living example of that. Well, here is Florida Congressman Byron Donalds uh, smacking down Democrat, Democrat activist Chuck Todd on NBC uh, talking about how uh, taxes are not for reparations. They're actually to fix things in society. If somehow you keep cutting taxes, but more revenue comes into the government, that math doesn't work over time. You can have it in the first first year due to some various accounting uh, tricks, but it doesn't work over no, time. No, Chuck, that is not true. The purpose of tax policy is to raise revenue for the federal government, mm -hmm. not to equalize society. After the Trump tax cuts were passed, more tax revenue has come to the federal government than at any other time in the history of our nation. Those are the facts. All Joe Biden's trying to do is find every possible nickel out of every couch from every American mm -hmm. to pay for his radical spending. Why would we do that? Now, you may be watching that going, wait a minute, wait a minute, Byron. How does that make sense? Trump t uh, cut taxes and then suddenly the government got more money. Well, you know what happens, guys? When you have more money in your pocket, you start spending more money. Then there's sales tax and a whole bunch more. You start opening more businesses. Then there's payroll tax and a whole bunch more. Businesses start putting more money into the economy. That When the government gets out of the way, that's when the economy chugs along beautifully. Uh, but Byron is, of course, he's completely right. It is not the job of the government to take money from some people to do what it wishes to maybe make it seem like we all are exactly the same. That is not the job of the government. And you're going to have to kill, you're going to have to steal from an awful lot of people. And you have to kill an awful lot of people to make that happen, which is why in communist and socialist societies, so many people end up dead. But why else does the black community overwhelmingly vote for Democrats? Uh, well, it's because of this constant scaring. They confuse you about the issues, right? So first you're confused about the issues. You don't care about the homelessness and the drugs in your own community, you care more about reparations. And then they try to scare the hell out of you. Uh, this is the, the thing that's been going on for the last 48 hours. The NAACP CEO, uh, his name is Derek Johnson. Uh, you saw one video yesterday. We're going to show you again in a second. Uh, but here he is uh, further explaining the NAACP's travel warning to Florida. <sighs> National Civil Rights Group, the NAACP today issuing a travel advisory for the state of Florida. The organization says that under Governor Ron DeSantis, the Sunshine State has become, quote, openly hostile toward African-Americans, people of color and LGBTQ plus individuals. We're telling travelers beware that you have a state and a, and a state policy landscape that can be harmful to your existence. Okay, it's just complete nonsense. Like, where, where do we go with this? Like, do I need to explain much more? It's complete nonsense. There are no laws stopping black people from doing anything here. We have more black-owned businesses in Florida than any other state. People are free here. We have low taxes. We have good infrastructure. We fund our police, right? We got something like 600 of the best New York City police officers who fled New York City, which has a shit ton of crime that often is related to coming from and the victims are black. Uh, they came down here to Florida because we gave them $5,000 bonuses. So we have great policing here. It's just all working here. You, you guys get that, but they really want to scare you. And what is this all about? It's about this one AP African-American studies course that they also had included uh, gender queer theory into. Uh, so unless you think Harriet Tubman was a lesbian pushing those dykes through the uh, Underground Railroad, something funny about dykes and an Underground Railroad, it works at a technical level. Dykes, because, of, well, you got it. Okay. Anyway, here's the video from yesterday. We showed you this. Uh, this is him on CNN, Derek Johnson. He's just got to scare you people. 
what they are saying is, look, African-Americans and Hispanics are doing quite well here when it comes to running their own businesses and being able to make money here uh, and being able to live decent lives. How do you how do you address that with this new ban? First of all, that's propaganda language. (laughs) Reality is propaganda language. It's. Perfect. This is 1984, man. All right, we've got one more of this guy because he's making the rounds. By the way, I also want to address, you know, when you see the way they frame these things on the news. So the NAACP makes a ridiculous statement. Like anyone, put aside what your political beliefs are. Anyone in their right minds knows that there is no reason that black people cannot be in Florida, that gay people cannot be in Florida, et cetera, et cetera. Right? We, we all know that. This is just the same old fear-mongering as always. But what the NCAA do, uh, does, and, and NCAA, what the NAACP does, the NCAA probably does it too. Uh, what they do is they put out these statements and then they know that CBS News will lead with it, right? Because it goes against Florida, thus it goes against DeSantis, thus it goes against Republicans. Okay, fine. So I, whoever that anchor was, the anchor in the yellow, is that, Nor- is that Nora O'Donnell? I'm not sure who the anchor was. Like she reads the statement as if it's fact, you know? So the, the NAACP, this is what they said. They said Florida's pretty racist. Here's the guy who said it. And then it makes people believe it's true, but it is all nonsense. Anywho, the guy continued. Is this one from MSNBC? I think so, right? He continued on MSNBC that America will be unrecognizable in five years because of the racism of Florida. Ultimately, what do you hope to accomplish here? Well, it's raising the consciousness of people across the country. It is making sure that if individuals have to go to Florida, they know to be cautious, but more importantly, to partner with groups on the ground. This problem is a result of an election. It would only be fixed as a result of an election. So we are preparing now for future elections, not only against Governor DeSantis, but other policymakers who hold this point of view. If we don't stop this trend now, we will not have an American that's recognizable five years from now. Well, buddy, I actually agree with you on one thing. I hope we have an America that's not recognizable in five years because it's going to be a whole hell of a lot better. We're going to put people like you and organizations like the NAACP out of business because you are you are dragging racism to the finish line. We're, we're over it. We're done with it. Notice they never bring up the specifics. What's happening with black people? Are they being arrested more in Florida than elsewhere? Are they being, are they cannot buy houses? Can they not own businesses? No, it's all complete nonsense. And speaking of complete nonsense, the NAACP Fort Lauderdale president, her name is Marsha Ellison, Fort Lauderdale, one of the only bastions of blue in this entire state. Something ain't right over there in Fort Lauderdale, a little north of us. Uh, Here she is saying that African-Americans are dying, I think, because of DeSantis. Let's see. The fact that African-Americans certainly are dying, um, that our history is being erased, and that we are shown to have little value is not a stunt to us. The fight for our very lives is, is obviously at the top of the agenda. Oh, propaganda. So you see how they do it. Uh, black people are dying and they show you a picture of DeSantis on the side. Their history is being erased. Not true. You have to teach history. You have to teach civil rights and about MLK and everything else. Again, for the 80th time, this is about this one AP class. It's just complete nonsense. But they, this is how they launder the lies, right? You have an organization, a nonprofit organization gets money from whoever they get the money from. They say something insane It then gets on the news, the news lies, they rile up the base, it goes over and over and over. But if you think that was stupid, this might be the most insane clip we've ever shown on this show. You think this might be it? This might be it. This might be it. This might, maybe I'm gonna retire right after we show you this thing. What you are about to see, and of course it is from MSNBC, is so patently stupid, ridiculous, bananas. Give me another adjective. Horse shitty, that you are going, strap yourself in. Here you go. MSNBC. Here's what's going on in Florida. Aisha, this is I have talked for seven years about the asymmetry of covering Trumpism in America, something so audacious and so unimaginable that the normal ways of rapidly responding are inadequate. This seems to address that asymmetry and um, and say, I, I, I got this. What do you think? 
I think it was extremely clever um, and, and I really appreciate the NAACP's guidance uh, on this issue. You know, I just took my family to, to spring break in Florida recently. And I think about all of the folks who traveled there for sun and joy um, and peace and restoration. And to be reminded that actually this is getting to the point where Florida is about to be a terrorist state to, to many of us here in America, certainly as a lesbian, as a black woman. I don't want to have anything to do with the place. Um, and I think about all the other people who don't want to travel there either. And so I think it was very clever on behalf of the NAACP. I thank them uh, for issuing this broad uh, guidance. And, you know, really what it does is it turns a remarkable, uh, I think, lens on the United States and highlights how bigotry and bias and ignorance do as much harm uh, as we accuse other countries uh, of doing to people that they suppress. Oh, um, uh, gee. Okay. Do you realize that that black lesbian just weeks ago took her family, which I assume includes her lesbian wife and children, to Florida for vacation where they enjoyed sun, joy, peace, and restoration? Then only because the NAACP put out this statement, she has now realized that only weeks ago she was in a terrorist state. It's so profoundly stupid. It's so profoundly dishonest. That host, Nicole Wallace, is an abject embarrassment. I was going to really go off on her on Twitter yesterday, but she doesn't have a Twitter because she knows she's an abject embarrassment. Completely ridiculous. If you ask that woman, I think her name's Aisha Mills, if you ask her, well, did anything happen to you on your lesbian family vacation? Did anything negative happen to you in Florida? The answer obviously is no. Now, what's interesting is that uh, every year during spring break, because Florida is by far the number one tourist destination of the United States, especially in the last couple of years, we get an influx of people and Miami Beach can get quite violent. There are all sorts of videos, almost exclusively of black people rampaging through Miami Beach, fighting with each other, break, you know, knocking through drugstores and restaurants and everything else. It happens to be a Democrat mayor in Miami Beach, which is uh, why it's happening over in Miami Beach. Miami Beach, by the way, is separate than Miami, the city itself. Uh, anyway, all, it's just, it's a terrorist state. You know, I just, it would be like, it would literally be like, you know, I just took the family to Gaza. We had a great time. I didn't realize that there was a bunch of terrorists over there, except it would end a little bit differently if I took my family to Gaza. You get it, you get it. Here's Byron Donalds, again, Congressman from Southwest Florida, the Fort Myers area, uh, shooting down this nonsense, utterly ridiculous nonsense from the NAACP. When the Miami Heat, you know, were beating down the Celtics last night in Miami, TNT was showing footage of different boats in the water. Mm -hmm. And on a bunch of these different boats are black people having a good time out on the water. I don't even know what the NAACP is talking about. This is silly and it's dumb. It's political. It makes no sense. We should be focused on making sure people actually have the opportunity to achieve, which Florida is actually doing and thriving in way better than, than other states, let's say New York or California or Washington State. We're doing a significant better job helping black Americans succeed. Um, and it's not just about me. It's about all the millions of black people that live in our state. Yeah, true, simple, clean, clear. Okay, so why is this happening right now? Well, clearly a bunch of this is directly related to the DeSantis announcement that seems imminent. I don't know if it's gonna be today, tomorrow, whatever. We'll see what happens on that. But the, clearly the whole machine, as we laid out quite, uh, I would say quite tightly yesterday, uh, the entire machine is aimed at DeSantis right now. So they want everybody to think that the place that he governs is racism, place 101, homophobia, place 201, et cetera, et cetera. But something else happened yesterday. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott who I would just say happens to be gay, big goddamn deal. Uh, he announced that he is running in 2024 and he invoked uh, a line that you may remember from another black guy who wouldn't be liked very much by the NAACP or the entire leftist establishment these days. And for those of you who wonder if it's possible for a broken kid and a broken home to rise beyond their circumstances? The answer is yes. And for those of you who wonder if America is a racist country, take a look at how 
people come together. All of God's people come together. Black ones and white ones and red ones and brown ones working together. Because love, unconditional love, binds hearts together. We are not defined by the color of our skin. We are defined by the content of our character. And if anyone tells you anything different, they're a lion. All right, all right. First up, we got to clean something up here. Apparently, I just said that he happens to be gay. Uh, he happens to be black. I have no indication that he's gay. Uh, apparently, the comment section blew up. We've got people Googling things. I, you know, it, it was a rare show that I didn't have to have somebody uh, Google who's gay today or who has a penis. There is no, I don't think that Tim Scott, he's 57 years old. He's actually never been married, lifelong bachelor, but I, I don't know that he's gay. Let's just get that out there. Of course, that's now going to be clipped, and there you go. Anyway, he happens to be black, big damn deal. And if he happened to be gay, big damn deal too. The point is that you can do whatever you want in this country. Lordy, lordy, last time we interviewed him, there you go. Anyway, he, he makes this announcement. The machine starts freaking out because what they really don't want, look, Tim Scott is not gonna be the president, but what they really don't want is a bunch of effective communicators that happen to be black on stage during some of these Republican debates. Larry Elder is gonna be there, by the way. So now if you have Larry Elder and Tim Scott making these strong arguments, it's gonna start waking people up and people are gonna be going, wait a minute, wait a minute. They keep telling me Florida's racist and the South is racist. He's, a, he's the only black Republican Senator it happens to be from a Southern state. Like all of the nonsense will be unearthed. So the machine has now got to try to destroy Tim Scott. So Chris Cuomo, who stepped down from CNN, oh no, was fired from CNN in shame. Apparently he's got some show again. Uh, and he had Cleveland representative Nina Turner on, and she's a major race, race huckster. And well, don't take my word for it. Here she is. You think he has the ability to reach into voters of color and say, I don't care what party you're for, be for me. Well, Chris, one black face in a high place does not mean that systemically black people in America are not still suffering. So one, you can attempt to be a unity candidate, but the best way to be a unity candidate is by telling the truth. Lying about this country's, country's history gets you nowhere. And I am definitely appalled that Senator Scott, that he would even say something like that. One black face does not... These people, these people, they, you see, they, they resent people who get out there and get theirs and become successful and do things. Every young black person should be looking at Tim Scott going, man, look what this guy's accomplished. And now he's running for president. How freaking awesome. How freaking awesome. Looking at Larry Elder, how freaking awesome. The litany of people. But every time that a black person succeeds, it is the leftist machine and the people who have been duped by it that try to destroy them. Throw up the warning, we're going to The View. Whoopi Goldberg, who uh, has become a very successful black woman, who, uh, that's not her real name, I believe her real name's Karen Johnson, decided to take a Jewish last name. Uh, I don't know if that's cultural appropriation or not. Uh, she used to be decent, lost her mind, you guys know that. Listen to what she says about Tim Scott right here. I think that one of the issues that Tim Scott um, has is that he seems to think because I made it, Everyone can make it, ignoring, again, the fact that he is the exception and not the rule. And until he is I, the rule, she has then he can stop talking about systemic racism. Clarence he's, Thomas syndrome. But I that's do what think he has Clarence Thomas syndrome. Man, you, 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 they, these are not good people. Look, Sonny Hassan, I know you know Sonny Hassan's not good. He's the exception, not the rule. Well, the rule, all the rule can be is that we can create a society, hopefully, that gets out of the way enough so everyone has an equal chance. And that's what we've got, you know? And everyone could sit there and complain about what their ancestors went through. Every single, every single one of you watching this, almost without exception, unless your parents, your great-great-grandparents were like aristocrats or before that they were kings and queens and you could probably figure out a way that they were oppressed too. But every single person watching this, wherever your great-grandparents came, your ancestors came from, it was shitty. That's the whole point of America. And that these people then look at people who succeed, like Clarence Thomas, like Tim Scott, et cetera, and they resent them for that. They resent them for that, right? Like, you shouldn't be on that television show, uh, Sonny Hostin. You are an untalented, unpleasant uh, wench. But you're on that show, and guess what? It has a little something to do with you being black. 
Because if you were that unpleasant and that uneducated, that nasty, as a white woman, you wouldn't have got the gig. So you might want to look in the mirror. Anyway, this is unrelated to anything else, but here's Whoopi Goldberg giving Sonny Hostin a lap dance. I apologize. I don't know why we put this in the show. I just needed a break at this point. And again, I just want to go out there saying that Tim Scott, not gay as far as I know. Here's Whoopi giving Sonny Hostin a lap dance. Uh, there's probably some lesbian reference, but whatever, go. Well, my behind's not that big. First, I start, I'm looking at you. Okay? okay. You and then I, turn, I start to okay. turn. Don't Let's look at me. <laughs> and then it's all like this. And then it's like that. And then it's me going down all the And I can touch you too. And then, I, and then I go back on the side. And wearing a lot less clothes. Yeah, I got all the... Why did we do that? When we did the rundown for today's show, what were we thinking when we, when we said we're going to put that in there? What was the purpose? What, was the, what, what are we doing with our lives, really, guys? What are, anyway, guys, what I think we can do is I do think we can beat this ridiculousness. I really do think so. Uh, we can get good people out there to keep telling the truth regardless of skin color. We can expose the hysterical lunatics. And when we are confronted with new information, we can learn a little something from it. Let's flash back to that moment with me and Larry Elder seven years ago. This is like a 10 second clip. And you can see me changing as this conversation was happening. This is purely because of social justice. This Pure, is purely because, because they want ultimately for people to be angry enough to just keep voting Democrat. That's right. right. And, that and where's, where's the evidence of a lack of social justice? So I was getting it in real time back then. That's why that video went crazy the way it did. And then let's jump six years, 2021, summer of 2021, Larry Elder then running against Gavin Newsom to become governor of California. And you know who he had open for him at some of his campaign events? Well, we got about a minute and a half video showing you just that, which I just wanted to throw this in there because that's the beauty of it. It's not just that we became friends. Then we became ideologically aligned enough that we went in and we're like, let's freaking fight together, man. Nobody is sweating like Gavin Newsom right this very moment. tweeting this and he's bringing in his spectacularly loved uh, surrogates like Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar. Okay. He brought in a fake Native American from Boston to tell us how we should live. Okay. And what they're afraid of is that Larry Elder from the hood who went to a public school will be able to make the case to black and brown people. You are being betrayed. You are being used. You're being manipulated. Guys, I'm only showing you that because, you know, the recall didn't work, but it, it is worth fighting for what you believe in. It really is worth fighting for you believe in. And now Larry Elder is running for president of the United States and he's going to be on that debate stage. And even if it's only one time, but he gets his ideas allowed uh, out a little bit more. Uh, how great is that? Because you can change people's minds. Your, your experience, if you, if you actually uh, get it out there, Honestly, your experience can change people's minds. Think how many people have woken up because of Larry Elder, right? Larry Elder, son of a janitor from South Central LA. And now look what he's doing. I want to give you some uh, stats on, uh, on interracial violent crime. This, this one went up on Twitter from an account. It's a good account called End Wokeness. It's interracial, interracial violent crime incidents uh, in 2018. And let me just read a couple from you, a couple for you here, because I think it's going to shed a little light on this black on white crime. There were 548,000 incidences black on Hispanic. There were 112,000 incidences white on black 60,000 white on Hispanic, 207,000 Hispanic on white, 365 and Hispanic on black 45,000. It's interesting because Elon Musk saw that and he tweeted, 
odd. Why would the media represent the real situation to such an extreme degree? And now I want to link this to one other thing that's happening, uh, that's been happening over the last little while. Uh, you might remember the story of Brittany Griner. She is a WNBA star who got uh, caught up at the border in Russia because she had weed on her. And then she was held in a Russian prison for a couple months. She is now back in America. She played her first basketball game uh, about a week ago. Uh, they did not sell out uh, because nobody really cares about the WNBA. And then, of course, a bunch of people are saying that was because it was racist and she happens to be a lesbian. So it was also homophobic and whatever. It's just that people would rather see men play ball is what it is. That's a sidebar here uh, because Brittany Griner, who is now back in America, having seen what it is like in a country like Russia, uh, she's kind of waking up. And I suspect she is going to be uh, turned on by the leftist media pretty quickly. Here's some info from Fox News. Uh, Brittany Griner made her 2023 WNBA regular season debut on Friday, and the seven-time All-Star immediately made her presence felt. Griner stood for the national anthem before the tip-off against the Los Angeles Sparks, a 94-71 loss for the Mercury. You have the right to protest, the right to be able to speak out, question, challenge, and do all these things, Griner said, according to ESPN. What I went through and everything, it just means a little bit more to me now. So I just want to be able to stand. I was literally in a cage in Russia and could not stand the way I wanted to. Just being able to hear my national anthem, see my flag, I definitely want to stand. Now everybody that will not stand or come out, I totally support them 100%. That's our right as an American in this great country. So I would say to Brittany Griner, I don't know any of your political opinions, but I suspect, Brittany Griner, you are on your way. The path has already been laid out in front of you and now you just have to follow it. And you're going to be hated by all the people that hate Larry Elder and all the people that hate Tim Scott and Clarence Thomas. But the truth will set you free. That, ladies and gentlemen, is where we are at. I'd like to say this was a tight show. We almost derailed it. There were two moments that could have derailed the show. The accidental outing of Tim Scott, which again, I have no evidence for. Uh, he is black, according to uh, the paperwork here. Not gay. If he is gay, that's a separate issue and will be addressed at the right time. But <laughs> And then why'd we show you the whoopee thing? You know what? We normally do our team meetings on Mondays. We're having a team meeting immediately after this to discuss why we showed them that insane whoop. What? what why? Why? Anyway, guys, tell the truth. Fight against diversity, equity, and inclusion. Fight against reparations. Fight against all of the nonsensical people who want everyone to be oppressed. Fight for freedom. And I don't know, you'll just breathe a little bit easier. That's really what I think. All right, we got a post-game show coming up for you in about 30 seconds at rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, my full interview with Sean Spicer, who just left Newsmax, by the way. And guess what? He's going independent, joined Locals. And we got a whole bunch of other people that will be announcing they're joining soon. Like we really built something really cool. Uh, that is up on Locals right now. Part one's up on YouTube and Rumble. We leave you with uh, Elon Musk hacking away at a computer. And we'll see everybody in the post-game show in just a moment. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.